0: all right well hello there welcome to the puck dynasty league podcast where we talk about our dynasty league of record the matchups each week as well as uh give any little tips and tricks here and there that might help you with your own fantasy football world my name is cameron henry Manager of the Plucky Ducks. And I'm joined as always by my illustrious co-host, Daniel McNeese, manager of Cobra Kyler. Hello. Um, you mean reigning champion? Uh, it's a new season. I don't know if you uh remember last year doesn't and we're in a we're on a new platform now, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, I have a trophy in my kitchen that says otherwise. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. We uh couple changes from last year. Um we had that one random off-season pod. Uh we we kind of talked about some things there, but we have yeah, our league we've now um so this is our second year as a dynasty league. Um what our 11th year, 12th year as a fantasy football league. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think 2011 counts yeah. as the first year that we did it.
0: All right. So yeah, um jumped into dynasty did yahoo last year and now we switched over to sleeper um which it's been a bit of a learning curve to get used to sleeper but i really like it i like you know all the fun little things that it has uh in there um and then yeah also as you said we have a trophy now which it's like a mini lombardi replica which is fun it's
1: so cool (laughs) And it is all mine until somebody rips
0: it from my hands. Which will, I mean, we'll see what happens this year. This first week was kind of interesting, but I'm feeling really good about my team. Um, And uh, my team is the best, uh, and your team sucks, as always. So I'm looking (laughs) for it. Yeah. (laughs) But so this offseason, we did
1: a couple things Um, we had our rookie draft. So that was fun. Um We got three rounds. Everybody initially started with one pick in each round, but through trading, some guys ended up with more picks than others. And that is how we implemented the top rookies in this class.
0: Yeah, that was a fun. I traded away a lot of mine. Um, I think I had I had one pick in the third, and then I traded to get back into the second. Um, so I, I ended up with two, I, I traded with you. I got, uh, I got DK Metcalf and I traded away the, was the second overall pick. And then, uh, the, a second round pick for DK Metcalf, um, which I still stand by. I like, I like him. He's only 24 good dynasty, uh, you know, receiver to have for future years. Um, solidifying my receiver core. And you were able to get, uh, was that Ken Walker you got with that pick? Yeah, I'm a Seahawks fan, so it hurt a little bit to trade away DK. Um,
1: Seattle fan base loves him. But I've been really excited about Kenneth Walker for a long time. And when the Seahawks ended up drafting him, I was so excited. I had to have him on my dynasty team. So (laughs) if it meant giving you a player I was infatuated with, uh, had to be done,
0: yeah. and uh, you know we had <clears throat> a couple bumps and bruises uh, through the off season. I mean, this was our first off season as a dynasty league, so certain things we had to figure out: figuring out Fab and um, figuring out free agency, and are we going to lock the free agents? Are we going to have them open? Whatever, but you know, I feel like we ended up on a pretty good, uh, you know, balance there where we had what I think we had three waiver days a week, which basically allowed people to put in their bids, you know, as news might be coming out or, you know, as maybe some rookie looks really good in training camp, something like that. And you're able to, um, you know, put in your bid for that rookie. Um, and then after the, uh, after the draft, being able to, you know, pick up whoever we need. So um yeah, I don't know. it's been it's been a fun fun thing, kind of figuring all that out. and and I feel like we finally have it where it's going to be in a good place uh, for future seasons, which is exciting. So, Hammer, I had a couple questions
1: uh, going into the season, and I mean, there's one week of football in the books. Every team has played one game. So, all my questions that I'm about to ask you, it's no overreaction. We should be
0: able to answer all
1: of them right here, huh?
0: Yep, everything completely not too early reactions. Yeah. Uh, whatsoever, this is, comp- this is good analysis and everything that we say, uh, every answer is gonna be 100% true and based on fact.
1: And to make it even more so, um, I have not prepared you with any of the questions beforehand, but I'm going to rapid fire And we're just going to get your immediate reaction to all of my questions I had. Um, Are you ready? I Mm. hope
0: so. Here we go. Oh, okay. Here we go.
1: How will the Chiefs look without Tyreek Hill?
0: Uh, I think that Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and he will be good regardless. Who benefits most in Denver after the Russell Wilson trade? Cortland Sutton.
1: Can A.J. Brown be a top wide receiver now in Philly? No. Are the 49ers players better with Trey Lance at quarterback?
0: Uh, No. (laughs) Uh, How will the
1: Jaguars running back situation shake out?
0: I think that... Etn will lead in receptions. And then Robinson might lead Etn slightly in carries, but it'll be pretty close. But in receptions, it won't be pretty close. Etn will have a ton of receptions. Is Saquon Barkley
1: back? Yes. How will new head coach in Minnesota affect the Vikings fantasy players?
0: I think that. Justin Jefferson will be great. I've been touting oh, yeah. him all off season, um, even before this big blow up this week. Uh, and I also think that Dalvin Cook uh, will have a very good year. Um, <clears throat> you know, as long as he stays healthy, of course, uh, but, you know, potentially like top three. Who will emerge as Aaron Rodgers' top target? A.J. Dillon. Wow.
1: Will the Seahawks win the Super Bowl?
0: Mm. I'll admit, uh, at I did some not, point,
1: I did not write this question until after the Monday night
0: game. <laughs> uh, at some point, maybe uh, this season, no.
1: And finally, which rookies will emerge as fantasy
0: studs? Some of these might be a little uh a little swayed, but uh I think dotson, uh I think Pacheco. Okay, so dotson, Jahan, Jahan wide dotson, yeah, from uh, the commanders, Isaiah Pacheco, running back for the Chiefs. Um, I think Drake London will end up um at least as a quality contributor. I don't know about full stud, but you know, a good flex play kind of guy. Um, What do you think about Brees Hall? He was the consensus number
1: one fantasy player coming out of the rookie class.
0: I think uh, by the end of the season, yes, he will be good. He will have that starting job. I just based off this week and kind of what's going on with the Jets, wouldn't be surprised if that was a very rough road to get to the point where he is a quality starter every week. Do you think any quarterbacks are going to make a, I don't
1: know, a run?
0: I, what, Ritter, Pickin, Pick Pickett? Kenny uh, Pickett. Yeah, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter. Malik Willis. Oh, Malik Willis. Um, I think Pickett will start. I don't think any of them will be fantasy contributors this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Willis started a game and blew up and then everyone scrambled to start him. And then he never did it again this year.
1: Oh, blow up that, is like, is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Like in a good, in a good way. Okay, um, Got it. No, he's not going to physically blow up on the field. That would be um, awful. Uh <laughs> if he just physically blew up on but uh yeah i don't think any of them are going to be reliable even streaming quarterbacks um and but if there is one then it'd be Pickett.
1: so nobody's nfl ready right now
0: um i think they could be nfl ready and still not be a quality fantasy starter yeah fair enough yeah
1: all right that was my Um, uh rapid fire question
0: Okay, I have a couple for you. I, I, didn't, I didn't get 10, um, but I do have a couple, and I'm just curious um, who will be the fifth best tight end by the end of the year in oh, fantasy man. points.
1: Um, without thinking too hard, I'm going to say, like, Darren
0: Waller. Oh, all right. So ahead of him would then be, what, Andrews, Kittle, Pitts, yeah. and Kelsey? Gotcha. Um, Which second year quarterback will be not end the year with the most fantasy points, but will end the year as the best fantasy quarterback? Okay. Okay. Lance, Lawrence, Jones, uh, Fields. And I feel like there's one more, but it might just be them. Oh, Mills. Lance Lawrence-Mills, Mac Jones, Justin Fields? Well, Trey
1: Lance, to me, is a huge boom or bust. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, he really – he's only started two games, I think, so it's tough to pick him outright. So, to me, it's between Lawrence and Fields. I'll give it to Lawrence. I think he's just a better quarterback. I think he has – yeah, I the think shade has... to
0: Davis Mills doesn't even get consideration. <laughs> General Mills. I feel like Davis Mills was the had the best. I'd have to double check that, but I feel like he had the best fantasy week in week one <laughs> of oh, yeah, the second year. Yeah, because he had a he had a nice like twenty points or something. Um, but anyway. Um, all right, and then uh, last. And this is, you know, without you really looking in depth at everything uh, right now, but who in our league will have the best season, regular season? So who who do you think is going to finish with the uh, most regular season wins? I think it will be Riot
1: Makers. I know that his team didn't even make the playoffs last season, but he's got so many awesome young players who are all, I
0: think, going to blow up this season in a good way. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a great pick. I mean, I, I, you know, kind of alluded to it, I guess, with your question, but um, I think that Barkley this year, of course, granted he stays healthy, but I don't, I don't think that he's in danger of a re-injury. I think last year's injury was a freak injury and that's not really Indicative of future injuries, um, I think that Barkley is going to be amazing this year. I think that regardless of how the Giants actually perform, he's going to be really, really good. And I think that, yeah, just
1: to highlight a couple of players, yeah, on
0: Riot Maker's
1: team, right? Uh, His running back duo is Saquon and DeAndre Swift. He's got Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, DJ Moore. He's got a really young core mm-hmm. and yeah, it looks really nice right now. Rashad Bateman.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first, Riot Maker is going to um, run the league this year. Uh, so congratulations in advance. <laughs> um, well, <sighs> with, with that, um, I think it would just uh make the most sense to go into our matchups um, and see how we started the league or, you know, this season, Uh, who, who started off with a win, who started off with a loss. Um, So we'll start from the uh, biggest margin of victory to the uh, smallest margin of victory. And the biggest margin of victory actually goes to you, Stees. um you went yes. against uh cobra kyler versus team drumothy and you won 151.22 to 115.68 um so how did you do it oh it was a bloodbath let me tell you okay
1: so it was all on the back of one justin jefferson my guy scored 38.9 points in week 1. He set a career high with 184 yards and he had two touchdowns and I was watching the game he had a third touchdown called back. So his his fantasy day he could have been upwards of 50 points. Um I got news right before Sunday that George Kittle and Allen Lazard were both ruled out. I was Absolutely going to be playing both of them, and was excited about their start to their seasons. But with them out, I was forced to go with the tight end duo of Pat Fryermuth and Albert O on Denver. Um, and Fryermuth ended up the tight end eight, so that was a great sub for Kittle. Albert O, you know, held his own, five and a half points. I'll take it. Um, I did have one very disappointing start in my lineup. That would be Allen Robinson. He came out on Thursday night football to open the season. He got one catch. Really disappointed about that because it was only positive news coming out of Rams camp all offseason about how Allen Robinson was going to emerge as the number two for Stafford. And it did not look that way in the first game. I don't know if I can start him until I can see a good game, but I'm yep. a bench. I had guys like Marcus Mariota was a starter again in the NFL. I've been waiting for that because he's just with his legs. He's like a Jalen Hurts light to me. Um, he ended up being the quarterback 12 on the week. Um, sneaky offseason pickups, Devin Duvernay and Curtis Samuel, both were outstanding. Uh, Duvernay got 19 points on my bench. Curtis Samuel got 15. And quite possibly the biggest cheat code on my team um, on my bench is Taysom Hill. He's listed a tight end this season and he got 81 rushing yards and a touchdown. He finished the week as tight end three and he only caught one pass for two yards. Tight end, everybody.
0: So uh, with those players on the bench and your, you know, possible concerns with Allen Robinson, Alberto, do you think any of those guys are going to sneak into your lineup next week?
1: Yeah. So Curtis Samuel got 11 targets. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely something that I'm paying attention to. Um, I know Duvernay had more points at wide receiver, but Curtis Samuel, I think is probably going to start. Over Allen Robinson for me this week.
0: Yeah and uh, on the other side of things, we had uh, again, team drumothy, um, and you know, just kind of some rough starts, uh, rough starts on that side. Um, you had Tom Brady, who you know didn't didn't necessarily have a bad game, but uh, also definitely did not have a a great game going against Dallas. Um, you know, even though he, you know, was able to, uh, get that win, um, and in that same game, which, uh, Dromathy also starting Ezekiel Elliott, um, the Dallas offense, just even when Dak was there, didn't look great. Um, weren't really able to get much going. Uh, Dak is out. He's having that thumb surgery. So, you know, I'm not super sure, uh, you know what you can expect out of Elliott Mook going forward. Um, Definitely not someone that you can bench, but, you know, going to be an interesting thing to kind of watch there. Um, Joe Mixon just being an absolute workhorse for the Bengals, um, able to come away with 20 points, 27 carries, which is absolutely ridiculous. We'll see if he's able to keep all that up. Um, Seven catches. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ayuk kind of, you know, subpar start um you know yes on that uh you know potentially potent niners team and kittle was out but again i mean we saw what that field looked like in that chicago game that thing was an absolute puddle um just a swamp of people running through so that wasn't going to be uh quality um regardless but uh you know outside of that just a couple you know interesting starts uh you know germany trying to cobbled together something of a, a starting lineup with Mostert and Mike Davis in the flex um, you know didn't really get the quality plays out of those guys that he was probably hoping for um, yeah but I wrote I just wrote down Mike Davis is
1: toast what do we what do we think about that
0: <laughs> yeah I think that's fair I mean especially with Kenyon Drake there I don't think Mike Davis is going to be getting much and you know JK Dobbins will come back Gus Edwards so I don't think Mike Davis belongs necessarily in a lineup, but on his bench, Dramothy does have, uh, people's Jones got 11 targets this year, uh, this week, which is always good to see, um, only 60 yards, six catches out of that, but still 11 targets, you know, not a lot of wide receivers getting that. So, uh, definitely good to see. And then Jahan, Jahan Dotson, who, you know, I mentioned in the, uh, rookie segment, um, did did great got 17 and a half points um you know not necessarily a ton of work only five targets three receptions but um you know got two touchdowns carson once i mean i guess you could say was cooking he did well (laughs) um it wasn't beautiful but you know he got points and um again it was against jacksonville but if that uh commander's team is going to uh be looking at Dotson for for scoring then you know that's a guy if he's in at your flex I think that you could do a lot worse so um, that might have to be someone that uh, that slots in um, for for the flex there I do want to point out um, he didn't score any points this
1: week but drum as our resident 49ers fan he mm-hmm. spent ten dollars in fab in the offseason to pick up running back that i had never heard of jordan mason mm-hmm. and now that the lead back in san francisco uh eli mitchell is down i think he's probably out for i think i heard two months mm. while that backfield is really nice yeah and drum knows his 49ers um i think there might be something there with jordan mason Yeah, definitely. All right. Want to get into the next matchup? Sounds good. We have Blonde Bombers beat the Riot Makers 188.26 to 155.2. It's a really tough loss for the Riot Makers because they would have beat almost everybody else in the league, but they ran into the Highest scorer of the week in
0: the Blonde Bombers. Yeah, the uh, the Blonde Bombers they um, uh, they were the overachievers of the week. You know they they completely outdid uh, what they were projecting um, more than anybody else um, by twenty five percent, which that is one cool thing that sleeper does do I I didn't realize we were going to be getting that but those weekly reports um you know showing you know biggest uh win of the week lowest you know best manager worst manager who is the most efficient all that stuff so that's you know (laughs) that was usually stuff that we were calculating uh in like excel sheets before the podcast and now sleeper just kind of gives it to us but um yeah I mean blonde bombers kind of picking up where they left off last year. Um, one of the the, team
1: name change though, right?
0: Yeah. uh, Last, last year, strawberry Herbert. Um, So kind of sticking, I mean, same inspiration I'm guessing um, for the team name, but just a a different name this, this year, but yeah, picked up where they left off um, with just some starting out with a big week, um, you know, some huge performances coming out. Uh Justin Herbert looking good. Miles Sanders getting a ton of work. Stefan Diggs just I mean, he yeah, looked we, absolutely ridiculous. Do we need uh, to
1: talk about that trade the that Blonde Bombers made earlier in the offseason? Um, acquiring Diggs and Kelsey.
0: Yeah. Um, yes. If you could uh pull that up while I'm or describe it because I do not fully remember it, but I do remember okay. that it happened. So the, The trade was Blonde Bombers gave up Austin Eckler,
1: Devin Singletary, and tight end Mike Gesicki, and got back Diggs and Kelsey. Yeah, And he hikes. If you look at this just week one, Mm -hmm. Diggs and Kelsey outscored the other three that were traded away, 54 to 17. Jeez. Talk about an upgrade for your team.
0: Yeah. I mean, Stephon Diggs... uh... Yeah, I mean, he just looked absolutely electric. Josh Allen was dealing all over that field, um, just showing the Rams. What was what? Uh, It was honestly kind of um, terrifying seeing them that good, considering that the Rams uh, are the reigning Super Bowl champs. But uh, scattered uh, amongst these uh, amazing performances, you know, Jerry Judy, 24 points, Kelsey, 26, um, Michael Carter, 15 points, um, you know, even with Brees Hall there, Uh, a couple a couple duds, um, you know, Najee Harris uh, did get injured, got a uh, touchdown to kind of redeem uh, his week, but 10 carries 23 yards, um, only two receptions for three yards, not necessarily what you're hoping for out of Harris. Uh, They're saying that he should be good to go for next week, but you know, definitely something to monitor see if he ends up in or out. Um, and then Amari Cooper, who uh, just got, I mean, got six targets, three receptions, but uh, only 17 yards there. Um, not super sure what Amari Cooper is going to look like this year. Definitely hasn't been the wide receiver that uh, he used to be in past years. So we'll have to see. But luckily, the Blonde Bombers do have uh, some players on their bench. Got uh, Amon St. Brown, who's just chilling. Uh, I kind of thought that Amon Ra would kind of crazy that he's not in a starting lineup. So, um, able to just slide him on in, um, and then, uh, you know, the rest we'll kind of have to see Darnell Mooney kind of hard to, uh, you know, analyze that game again, just that weather was absolutely crazy and, um, Who knows what that might turn into in the future if Fields is actually able to throw the ball. Um, But yeah, just overall, a super dominant performance, Um, just a ton of work. You know, not a lot of these guys are like, oh, two receptions, but they got a breakaway and a touchdown. It's like, no, they got like a lot of receptions, a lot of carries, you know, were focal points of their team and the points show it. So in a ultimately losing effort,
1: uh, right makers did put up 155, which I think is the fourth highest in the league uh, for week one, um, led by just a awesome uh, running back duo. I think probably the best running back duo in the puck league this season. Uh, Saquon finished RB one. Uh, 34 and a half points. DeAndre Swift finished RB3 with a cool 29 points. Um, big games from Jamar Chase, uh, Jalen Waddell. Um, you know, Russell Wilson in his first game with Denver um, did enough that you can be happy with him from a fantasy perspective. It is interesting though 155 points scored, zero. From the two flex spots, I mean that's really hard to do. That's like scoots level fantasy play right there. Um, one of those spots was Cam Acres. I think we all saw uh, fantasy managers all over were super worried after the Thursday night game. Uh, Cam Acres ultimately got three carries um, and was outpaced by the presumed number two back, Daryl Henderson. Um, all game long um acres finished with zero yards and then Devonte smith was the number one target for the eagles last season but got zero catches in his first season um lining up alongside aj brown so i don't know are you worried about cam acres or Devonte smith going forward
0: yeah yeah um Akers I don't think you can start Akers until he shows you something um I don't think you can just play the waiting game having him sit in there Henderson looked good enough um in in the game uh you know got a lot of carries was able to make some you know good chunk plays I think that they're probably going to lean on Henderson going forward so until Akers is able to actually take that starting job and, and look good and be the player that we thought he could be. I, I just don't think you can start him. Uh, Smith, he did get four targets. He just didn't catch any of them. Um, I, I don't really know what you can do about him. You know, we know that Hertz isn't really the most prolific passer. Uh, a ton of the scores out of that 38-35 win over the Lions were out of running backs, you know. What Scott Gainwell and Sanders all got touchdowns this week. So um I feel like that's kind of the offense they're hoping to run. Uh so I don't know what Smith will really look like. I think that there could be weeks for sure that he gets, you know, a couple catches and a touchdown and he looks good. Um, but I think that you might also get weeks like this where maybe he only gets a couple targets and you know two three catches and you know the running game takes over so uh, it's a little worrisome luckily you know uh, on the bench you do have a couple uh, pretty good players that you could throw in there I mean uh, Rashad Bateman's just chilling down there um, and he's in theory the number one wide receiver uh, for Baltimore so being yeah, able to I think slot so. him in. Yeah, being able to slot him in for uh in your in your flex is amazing to be able to do that. And if you want to slot him in and leave Devonta Smith in there for, you know, the the risk and and kind of balance that out, I don't think that that's a bad play at all. I mean, you're able to let uh, you know, the rest of your team kind of carry and then uh, you have one kind of high risk, high reward player at a Devonta Smith. And, and I think that could, you know, definitely pan out in future weeks. All right. So now uh, we'll move into our next matchup. And uh, that was Happy Boy, uh, Happy Boy 1066, technically, uh, taking the win over Rizak. Uh, with a 156.72 versus Rizak's 129.82. What what are you seeing out of this one?
1: So for Happy, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of his name last season.
0: Could not tell you.
1: Do you remember? I don't remember. No. (laughs) This is is the team with uh, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Mm -hmm. Jones, and the sick receiver yeah just the
0: nastiest receiving core
1: so jalen hurts uh he had a great week and finished quarterback four and that was with no passing touchdowns really impressive from this guy he had 90 yards rushing and a touchdown on the ground um Devontae adams i mean i think everybody was really excited to see how he would be um going over from the packers to the Las Vegas Raiders and reuniting with his college quarterback Derek Carr and I mean it didn't disappoint he had 17 targets um 140 yards and a touchdown he was the wide receiver 3 on the week um I mean top to bottom this happy boy team was really really good uh number 3 scorer in the league this week um, I mean, even the kicker, Young-Wei Koo, 19 points. He was the number one kicker on the week. Um, you see a new uh, running back two on this team, and Chase Edmonds uh, came over from me, Cobra Kyler, in a trade in the offseason. Um, Edmonds with his new team, the Miami Dolphins, he had 16 touches, which is really encouraging to see. Um, and... In order to acquire Chase Edmonds, uh, Happy Boy actually gave up Mike Evans, who had just a really crazy week. And I'm not even talking about week one of the NFL. Mike Evans back in like July was involved in so many trades. I think he was on three different teams in our Dynasty League in one week and went from Happy Boy to Cobra Kyler to the other side of this matchup on Team Rizak. We'll get to that one later. Um, but yeah, Happy Boys team has always been really strong at receiver. He has Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel, and he did not miss Mike Evans because Christian Kirk now stepped up into the flex spot. He had 18.7 points, wide receiver 13 but it's hard to not notice what happened on the bench. And Happy Boy even said in the chat his worst coaching decision was the defensive players that he left on the bench. Minka Fitzpatrick had probably the best fantasy score that I've ever seen out of a defensive player. He had, uh, I mean, he did everything for the Steelers in that game. He had a pick six, had 14 tackles. He blocked a, game, a potentially game-winning extra point to send the game into overtime um if happy boy would have started his optimal defensive players he would have scored almost 50 points there
0: yeah i mean and he i mean the defensive players that he did start still you know they performed pretty well michael parsons looked good buda baker looked good um but yeah uh just kind of crazy to see um you know that christian kirk step up and you know get 12 targets uh basically the focal point of that uh Jaguars team and and looking good doing it so um you know i think that next week uh happy boy could definitely you know maybe he'll he'll retool a couple things maybe he'll start uh miko hardman instead of mvs something like that to see what might happen um you know maybe a, a chris olave kind of start but uh, i think that he has a pretty uh similar setup to riot makers where he can kind of start some of those more uh risky players in the flex spot um because the rest of his team will kind of carry things uh the one you know lacking point was just uh cd lamb which you know we kind of talked about it before but I just don't know what that Cowboys team is going to look like with Dak not there. I mean, lamb, 11 targets, two receptions, only 29 yards. um, Not a ton that you can kind of work with there. Uh, But I don't think that you can bench lamb, you know, you, you kind of have to leave him in there and just hope that things kind of work themselves out. So that'll definitely be something for, uh, for him to look at, um, you know, week over week and just, you know, keep on top of that. But um, on the other side of the matchup, uh, we have Rizek, um, who, you know, his team still wasn't a poor performer, um, just, you know, not as many uh, boom characters that uh, you would hope to see. Austin Eckler got a ton of work, 14 carries, four receptions, uh, just not a ton out of that. Uh, no scores out of that which that's always kind of you know going to be tough to overcome not getting any touchdowns Uh, Devin Singletary he looks like he's the lead back out of that uh, confusing Buffalo uh, backfield so just gonna have to see moving forward what he kind of looks like um, if he gets a little bit more work if he takes it over a little bit more Uh, Zach Moss looked uh, decent Uh, James Cook couple fumbles so uh we'll see we'll see what that kind of turns into and then you know as you were talking about mike evans now on this team doing mike evans things um i don't you know every now and then evans will will explode um but i think he you know i don't know he might uh with brady i feel like he's kind of even keeled more uh of of late and uh you know a, a score like this Seven uh, targets, five receptions, seven one yards, and a touchdown. That seems pretty standard for him moving forward. Michael Pittman picking off where he left off, uh, twenty six points, one hundred twenty one yards, and a touch. Um, all looking good. The only you know big outlier is the uh, you know the the flex and and the goose egg out of the tight end position. So, Irv Smith. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of talking about him, but he was injured during the off season. He, he might still be, you know, getting up to speed and, you know, we'll have to see what kind of happens with him and with uh, you know, how much work he actually gets in the offense. And then uh, Eli Mitchell, you mentioned it; he got hurt. He's going to be out. So uh, Rizak's going to have to kind of figure out, you know, who he wants to start uh, and, and where that is going to come from out of his bench. Um I know Hilliard looked good off the bench, but I don't really think that you can expect him to score two touchdowns every week. Um, Yeah, what was that? He's a running back, and he had two receiving touchdowns and over 60 yards. Yeah, and I mean, he's a big guy too, so being able to do that, uh, you know, pretty impressive. But all that to say, you know, Brees Hall uh, and Daryl Henderson – both got work like I said I think Henderson's the starting running back out of the Rams so I think that he'll be able to very easily just get plugged in to Rizak's starting lineup and uh immediately contribute with solid weeks you know 10 points a week something like that Brees Hall uh again he's gonna get work we're just gonna have to see what that kind of turns into but I think that week over week he's gonna you know kind of get better and better and uh if he's able to have Hall as a as a flex play, um, I think that that's that could be really solid and just allow him to kind of develop over over the season. So let's move into the next matchup. Uh, this one we have Big Blue Wrecking Crew taking the win over Smill, one twenty seven eighty eight to 106.36, one of the uh, lower-scoring matchups. Um, What did you see out of Big Blue wrecking crew here? Yeah, so the schedule was very kind
1: to Big Blue to start out the season Um, with 127 points scored. Big Blue really would have only beat two teams in our league this week, and he ended up playing one of them. So uh, luck of the draw there, but Big Blue gets the W. Um, And it really, it started out amazing. Um, Thursday night football, Josh Allen, Cooper Cup um, were both second in their respective positions in fantasy this week, um, combined for over 60 points. Um, there was kind of a bummer, um, Big Blue drafted James Cook third overall in our rookie draft and James Cook went right into the starting lineup. And on Thursday night, contributed one carry, one fumble lost. So ended up with negative points. But that was really the only blemish on uh, an otherwise really stellar start. Um, But after that, there really was not a whole lot going on with this team. Um, You had Clyde Edwards-Alaire was the RB6. Um, Kind of a breakout performance compared to what we're used to seeing out of him and kind of a new look uh Chiefs offense I think uh he had 20.9 points but after that I mean Big Blue had eight starting players score six or less points
0: yeah definitely just uh I mean it's kind of a similar story to last year Allen and Cup sort of leading the way and then uh you know just kind of ebbs and flows off of that um you know, based on the rest of the players, but, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with Clyde Edwards helaire Uh, that game was, was kind of weird. Uh, to, I guess, I mean, technically Pacheco got more work, you know, got more touches than Clyde Edwards helaire in that game. Um, but Clyde got uh, the two touchdowns. So able to kind of stand apart from that. So, uh, I don't think that, you know, I I don't really see anyone else that they can be started off the bench uh, for big blue wrecking crew here. Uh, Potentially Jeff Wilson, you know, with the running back situation kind of up for grabs there, but um, outside of that, um, this kind of seems like the lineup that he's going to be working with. So I think uh, just going to be hoping for, um, you know, more work, more, more touches for each of his players. And, uh, you know, some of these guys, Kamara, um, you know, Thielen, guys like that, that you would hope would perform a little bit better. Uh, just kind of got to hope for a little bit more. Um, I think he lucked out a little bit, you know, with this win, but, um, you know, got to make sure that next, next week coming back with a stronger lineup. Um, and then, yeah, smell, uh, came out with uh, uh, according to sleeper and, you know, able to see the, the worst lineup, only uh, 70% of their perfect lineup and also uh, missed expectations by quite a bit uh, based on projections only coming in with 106, Uh big part of that Dak Prescott getting hurt um, overall, not really playing a good game on before he got hurt. Um So gonna have to see what Smell kind of does there with starting. I did want to ask you if you were Smell, he's got a couple backup quarterbacks there in Jameis Winston and Carson Wentz. Uh, Where would you be going next week? Carson Wentz is going to be playing the Lions and Jameis Winston is going to be playing Tampa Bay. Well, I think
1: that starting back-to-back quarterbacks against the Tampa Bay defense is probably not the way that you want to start um we saw Dak Prescott he's in my opinion a top 10 quarterback in fantasy and he struggled he did get hurt but that was late in the fourth quarter so um yeah not not good there so I I'm not high on Jameis Winston for week two but man Carson Wentz against the Mm -hmm. Lions who just gave up 38 points to the Eagles Um, I think that that is about as tasty a matchup as Carson Wentz is going to see
0: I think that you can start him with confidence yeah granted that was uh, with no passing touchdowns Um, so we'll have to see if that kind of still translates over um and then another thing for uh smill keenan allen should be out next week and uh you know we'll have to see for future weeks i don't think they've really set a timetable for that but he's gonna have to find some kind of you know fill-in for allen um allen was looking good before he got hurt so might have to shuffle some guys around Tyler Boyd on his bench did get some good looks um you know seven targets four receptions and um you know overall it's it's you know the the Bengals offense is probably something you want to be attached to um you know maybe didn't look the best this week but it's still going to be a high scoring offense so uh you know might just be able to shuffle him in and then uh you know be looking pretty good for uh future weeks
1: Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about posting a low score week one. Um, Would not hit the panic button yet. I think that everybody just had kind of a mellow uh, week scoring wise on this team. Um, But I would expect all these players who are, I mean, he's got good guys. He's got uh, Josh Jacobs, um, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, Dallas Goddard. Just nobody scored a touchdown, but the touchdowns will come and hopefully they come um, coinciding all in the same week so that he could post a big score and get the dub next week. Oh, wait, he's playing me next week.
0: Never mind. <laughs> exactly. All right, you want to lead us into that next matchup, second to last? Uh, Yeah, so we have
1: two teams duke it out, a 12-point difference here, but the Plucky Ducks get the – first week win over team lr townsend 147 to 135 hammer how did you lead this group of plucky
0: ducks to victory well if i remember correctly this is a 100% improvement on my wins uh over the first 4 weeks <laughs> of last year so starting off uh, way better um, you know, I didn't have the the strongest score of the week at 147. Um <clears throat> I did have a potential score of almost 190 points, which I think is like third highest potential scoring. Um, you know, f- and, out of the league. And that
1: means if you had uh started all the guys who were on your bench who had good games.
0: Yes, yeah. So if if everything would have been absolutely perfect, um could have gotten 190 points. Um, There's actually a pretty, you know, just kind of a a side note. Uh, I did mention it in, uh, you know, with the league, but there's actually a super interesting website that you can kind of use that uh, goes along with sleeper called sleeper companion. Uh, I'm just going to shout that out because it's a really cool site and I've been using it a lot, but um, it, you're able to put your league in and it gives you all of this data um just automatically which is super cool all free uh and yeah it it shows you you know total possible points efficiencies um your x record which is like what your league team would have been against the whole league um you know your winning percentage in that way strength of schedule power rankings all this stuff um you know to, for someone who just likes looking at stats and all that stuff i absolutely love it um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, total potential scores, uh, it looks like um, Riot Makers had the highest at 217. Um, wow. Blonde Bombers, uh, yeah, Blonde Bombers, uh, 206, Happy Boy, 192, and then myself at 190. Um, you were actually pretty close at 189, so you and I pretty pretty close together with highest possible points. Yeah. Um, you had a, a 79% efficiency, if you were wondering, um, but uh, <laughs> to get back to the team. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I rode on the back of some very strong running back performances. Uh, Jonathan Taylor getting me 29 points, picking up right where he left off 31 carries seven targets four receptions. Um, I love that man. I i am so glad that I picked him. I stuck my flag in him last year. Um, he's doing okay now, even with the flag wound. Um, and I think that he will carry me throughout the whole season as long as he doesn't get hurt. And I don't think he'll get hurt. Um, I mean, you
1: get two matchups
0: against Houston every season for him. So mm -hmm. that helps. Yeah. He, I mean, maybe he picked up the, uh, the Tyler, uh, Tyler, the TY Hilton, uh, you know, bug where he just goes off against Houston. So But uh, yeah, and then Antonio Gibson, you know, everything weird that kind of happened with the commanders running backs, uh, Brian Robinson and his uh, unfortunate injury getting shot, but you know, Gibson was able to come back and still be pretty dang good, Um, fully showed up as the starter, JD McKissick didn't get that much uh, work. So, you know, who knows how much of this is just going against Jacksonville, but I don't, you know if Gibson's going to get 14 carries and eight targets a week, I'm all for it. Um, Kareem hunt looked to be, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily the lead back out of uh, Cleveland, but they were certainly going to him a lot. um, And I am happy about that. I mean, if he is someone that Jacoby Brissett trusts, then uh, you know, he's going to be a staple in my lineup. Um, Yeah. I mean,
1: I didn't mention it earlier, but uh, Nick Chubb did finished the game with 141 rushing yards and is currently fourth in the NFL in rushing. So you have that plus Kareem
0: Hunt. I mean, oh my. Both of those backs can eat every week. Yeah, exactly. So um yeah, I mean those guys they they just they all popped off and then I didn't really have any huge duds this week. Um except for Mike Williams. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch that game. I don't really know what happened there. I'm just hoping that Keenan Allen's going to be out and maybe Mike, Mike, Mike Williams can show who Mike Williams is and why he was worth that, uh, that contract that he got in the offseason. Um, yeah, going and, into
1: that a little bit. I, so Keenan Allen got hurt in the second quarter.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think everybody would
1: have guessed, okay, number one receiver's down, number two mm-hmm. receiver steps up. And Mike Williams only had two catches. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I would assume that he's probably going to be the number one guy for the next game or two while Keenan
0: is out, but who knows? Yeah. And then lastly, I mean, Trey Lance, I still think he's going to be great. I mean, even with what that game was, I watched it. It was ridiculous. Guys weren't even able to stay on their feet. Um, I highly doubt throwing in that was any kind of easy. Um, but even with all that he did, you know, he got 13 carries for 54 yards, which is kind of what we wanted out of him. And, you know, Eli Mitchell's hurt. So maybe he'll run even more. And then, you know, with an actual dry game, maybe he'll actually be able to, to throw more. I mean, he threw 28 times, um, only got 13 completions, but threw 28 times, even in what that weather was. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of happens with all that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I I could go into my team a ton because I'm, I, 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 it's my team. I, I know all about it, but, uh, let's go, let's jump to the other side. Um, what are you seeing out of LR Townsend's, uh, game this week? So this is a really good team. Um, going back to last
1: season, um, My team, Cobra Kyler, um, played LR Townsend in the final game of the regular season with a playoff spot on the line. And I won by less than two points, um, just barely keeping LR Townsend out of the playoffs. But this is a really good team, um, led by quarterback, Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe had five turnovers in that game and still ended up the quarterback 10 on the week. Um. So I think that if this is Joe Burrow playing really, really poorly and still ending up 20 points scored and the 10th-best quarterback, uh, you're in a fine spot. It's got Derrick Henry and David Montgomery, um, neither of which scored a touchdown this week, so that keeps their uh, scores a little bit on the lower end. But I think going forward, I mean, we've said it multiple times, but that Chicago game was just really – awful for all the players involved Uh, i think that david montgomery's scores can only go up from here Um, so this team was really built off of really key waiver wire pickups last year and um, notably cordero patterson led this team last year and finds himself week one 2022 on the L.R. Townsend bench, and Cordero Patterson ended up this week scoring 25 points as the running back four. I don't know how Cordero Patterson doesn't make it into the starting lineup, but I think seeing that, uh, L.R. Townsend is probably kicking himself and will probably not be putting Cordero on the bench for the rest of the season, I would hope.
0: Yeah, I think that, uh, he will definitely be making his way in, um, likely in a flex spot because there's no way that you're benching Montgomery or Henry who both just got a grip of carries this week, even though they did not score. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so he's just going to have to see, you know, I don't know how much, uh, you know, he's got Renfro in the flex there, um, I don't think, I, I think with Renfro, it's kind of a wait and see. I know he's amazing. I know he's one of the best slot receivers in the league, but with Adams, Waller, Jacobs, and Renfro, I think that there's just not necessarily going to be enough to go around. Um, and I think that having uh, Patterson in is a little bit more important. Um, I I was curious, uh, you know, from your view, not like he could really bench him for anybody but uh, what do you think about Michael Thomas? Do you think that he's going to is he is he just back to being Michael Thomas is he's going to is he going to be, you know, a top 12 wide receiver this year? So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last time Michael
1: Thomas was on the field wasn't that with Drew Brees? Uh yes, I believe so. So all that time away and now he comes back and Jameis Winston, is quarterback in New Orleans, and he still puts up 20 fantasy points. He caught mm-hmm. two touchdowns in this big return. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I feel like if that's not announcing your back, I don't know what is. Uh, he finished the week as the wide receiver 10. Um, I think you write it while it's hot. I think mm-hmm. until he shows a sign of not being all all the way there all the way reliable um i think that he looks like the old michael thomas um and pairs very nicely on this team actually um with the number 4 pick in our rookie draft drake london um in his first nfl game i mean he scored almost 10 fantasy points and looked to be the number one receiver for quarterback marcus mariota mm-hmm. um I think that that's a pretty good duo and pair that with a healthy Chris Godwin. Uh, we'll have to see, but, um, Chris played this week kind of on a limited snap count, I would think, and only scored five points, but, um, we know what he can do when he's healthy. So, um, yeah, he that, did, uh, he hurt his hamstring during good.
0: the game. So he might not be playing next week. Um, actually I think he's, I feel like he's pretty for sure not playing next week. Um, but, uh, which is why I may have moved Julio Jones into my starting lineup. but um, yeah, no, but i I agree. Um, I think that that's a really a really nice uh receiving core there. Um, i I do like seeing Thomas come back, and you know, even if he didn't get a ton of yardage, fifty seven yards, five catches, uh, he just he looked good out there. um, and then, yeah, I think Atlanta is there they sneaky have a a nice little offense there i mean if if drake london kyle pitts and patterson are all going to you know perform that's i don't know in my opinion that's one of the better trios of of offensive weapons in the league so um yeah and whenever calvin ridley is able to come back (laughs) i mean he's on this team too yeah next year you know see what that what that's going to look like but Um, Hey, let's, let's move into this last matchup. Uh, we had, I mean, if you say this differently, you let me know, but down and out. Down and out in SD. Oh, 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 that makes, that makes 10 times uh, more sense. Down and out in SD, (laughs) uh, took the win. The closest margin of victory, uh, of the week over scoots 14. That was a one fifty eight point two. Over a 148.08, so just a 10 point margin of victory uh, down and out in SD, one of the uh, strongest players last year. and I'll be honest, I kind of had doubts. I kind of well, yeah. had some doubts going into this season. i I, I didn't really know um, you know what it was going to look like, uh, but this this looked like this looks like a good performance.
1: Yeah, the bread and butter to down and outs uh 2021 season was that Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill stack and I mean after Tyreek got traded to the Dolphins we didn't know we didn't know what the outlook was going to be for the Chiefs. We didn't know what Tyreek was going to look like for Miami and both looked just incredibly fine um doing their own thing. Patrick Mahomes ended the Quarterback one on the week, five touchdowns against a really bad-looking Arizona Cardinals defense. Um, Down and out sports the mighty running back trio of Javante Williams, who ended up getting 11 catches in that game in the Monday Nighter. Uh, 11 catches, by the way, is second in the NFL, and he's a running back. Um, Second in the mighty trio is Leonard Fournette. We know what he was able to do last season, and he ran for a buck 27 against Dallas on Sunday night. Um, just looking as beastly as ever. And then, third in the mighty running back trio, don't forget about him, James Robinson is back from injury. Um, I'm really excited for that because I was seeing what was happening to Cam Akers, who had a similar injury um Cam did not look good at all. I just kind of grouped them together when I think about running backs coming off an injury. So I kind of wrote James off and James Robinson got 19 points, scored two touchdowns and looks very involved with the Jacksonville offense even with second year running back Travis Etienne.
0: Unfortunately, yes, you're correct. <laughs> He uh he is looking good. Um, yeah, I think the only thing that is concerning, you know, if I mean if down and out is able to put up points like this each week, um then that's that's great. Um it doesn't really look unsustainable, like it's not like anybody went particularly crazy. Um it, everyone just performed pretty well. Uh he does maybe have, yeah. Um yeah, I, I mean maybe take away like a touchdown, I don't know. Yes, thirty six points is really good, but like I wouldn't say it was like ridiculous. Um, Right. But his his wide receiving core is a little worrisome. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill good, but then AJ Green and then uh, Noah 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 Brown. Um, Clutch
1: pickup though.
0: He had to he had to
1: fill out a starting lineup last minute. Yep. He picked up. Um, I don't know,
0: Dallas fourth string fifth string receiver yeah uh, no 9. i think 7. i think he's the i think he's the number two you know Gallup's not in and so i, I think the brown was coming in as the number two wide receiver but if down and out is able to maintain this kind of performance week over week until uh deandre hopkins comes in because you know he does have hopkins hopkins is suspended right now and so he you know but six weeks if he's able to do this and and end up i don't know three and three four and two and then Hopkins shows up and he's got Hill and Hopkins. And then in this lineup, I mean, this is just, this is going to be a tough lineup to beat. I also want to just point out that this was a near perfect uh,
1: lineup from a coaching standpoint. Mm. Um, He completely optimized points um, except for uh, on his bench, Kenneth Gainwell would have been a better play than Damian Pierce in the yeah. flex. But that was it. That was the only coaching like, change that he could have made to
0: make his team better. So he really got everything he could out of the squad. Yeah, 95% efficiency there. Um, and then on the other side, Scoots14. Um, you know, he, he was able to get his lineup together um, and it actually, you know, he does have strong performers up and down. Uh, I wouldn't really have faulted him for anybody that he started. Uh, but it's just, you know, it might just be a little concerning moving forward, seeing who he's able to start. I don't know how much JD McKissick is really going to be able to perform for him. Um, but, and you know, and then Robert Woods, he, he didn't necessarily look like the Robert Woods uh, of old. So. Just going to have to monitor that and see maybe he can make some moves to get some, uh, some some new starters in that lineup and really give it some juice. But he did have some standout performers. Uh, A.J. Brown on a new team, looking fantastic. 155 yards, um, positively ridiculous there. Uh, A.J. Dillon just uh, just dominating. Uh, even when the team didn't do too hot, he was able to come out with 17 points. Um 10 carries five or six recept or five receptions, six targets. Um, Just a really good uh, performance out of him. And then um, probably the most surprising Robbie Anderson, Uh, five catches, eight targets. Just always in the scoots flex. He's (laughs) always there. He's lived there for years. And I mean, if he's going to be potentially putting up things like, I didn't even know that he could put up a score like this, but 102 yards, one touchdown uh, and a 40 yard bonus uh, for a 40 yard touchdown. Um, I think he's going to have to stay in that flex, uh, just in case and, and see what happens, but, you know, considering the lineup and, you know, because of the guys that he has starting I, a few tweaks here and there, this, this team from scoots, uh, can look really, really good. I mean, he, he got 148 points that would have beaten me. Uh, so I, I don't think he's that far away from a, a very strong team.
1: Yeah, looking at his bench, there isn't a whole lot of confidence. Um, you see a lot of players with zero, but um, he does have the number seven pick from our rookie draft. Uh, wide receiver on the Jets, Garrett Wilson, in his first NFL game, got um, caught Joe Flacco's eye and got eight passes his way. Uh, caught four for fifty-two. That's a good start, and I expect better things in the future for
0: Garrett Wilson. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Steez, it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure getting back on the mic with you and talking yeah, through a everything. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. This, this feels good. I'm excited for this season. I hope that everyone uh, is excited. I don't know. I'm just stoked being on sleeper. Uh, just, I started three and one I have four leagues this year I started three and one this week which is just a great way to start um I don't know I'm just I'm really excited about this season how are you feeling
1: yeah it always feels good to start off with a win um but even for the managers who did not end up starting with a win uh keep your heads up look on to week two not time to panic yet it's a long season um yeah man we're just getting started out here let's go that wraps things up from here for week one we look forward to seeing you next week